you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there, and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change, for a bright future, and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N, rise. It is an open door to the hidden soul where hope, help, and healing resides. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of See the Sunrise. By now, at least hopefully by now, you found that this podcast is about looking upward. It's about having hope, hope in our God and knowing that he is always there for us and that he knows what's going on in our lives. It's also about seeing God in the midst of despair. And most of all, It's about having hope for a bright future through the power and dwelling presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need this about now, especially since there seems to be no end in sight with this pandemic. Yet we stand firm and confident in God's ability to get us through this. We will get through this. And on the other side, I pray that we will see God's hand in how he delivered us and how we can share that gospel, his gospel, with others so that others will come to know the Lord as we know him and even more so. This week, I want to talk to you about passion. I've wrangled with this word and the idea of passion over the past few days, and I'll tell you what my wranglings are about. I asked myself, I said self, can there be passion without purpose? Well, as I thought about it, I had to look to or look at the true definition of passion. Passion is a strong and barely uncontrollable emotion, while purpose is the reason that we do something, the reason something is done. It's the reason that we were created, the reason for our existence. So as I came up with those or identified those definitions and tried to embrace and understand what they meant, I had to ask myself the question again, can you have a purpose without passion? My conclusion was that although I may be enthusiastic about an initiative or something, it does not mean that I'm going to be successful at it. But it does not mean that you won't be successful at it or that I won't be successful at it. You can put your own thoughts to that with how you feel about it. But in fact, I think about a lot of things that I've done that I wasn't necessarily passionate about, but I experienced great success. I think one of those things I thought about was um, some of the trainings I took when I was in corporate America or some of the trainings I took outside of corporate America. While I wasn't passionate about it, I was successful at it because I completed it. I was able to get the grade that was appropriate or pass through it. I was able to use the skills that I had. Um, And oftentimes I did it because I knew or I believed that the end result would accomplish what I was looking for. So can you have purpose with passion? I said yes. But I was led to look at Christ. I had to think about his passion. 
And I thought, maybe I'll have greater understanding and learning and looking at how he saw it. So in looking at Christ and his passion, I went to the Garden of Gethsemane. That's where Jesus is out there. He took Peter, James, and John and asked him to wait with him as he went in there to pray, hoping they would pray with him. But in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus pours out his heart in prayer to his Father, to our God. And it's clear that he understands that his whole reason for existence is to do the will of the Father. Yet, he also realized that it was going to take a whole lot and that it wasn't going to be easy and it wasn't going to be without suffering or pain. Think about that. Jesus knew that he was going to be betrayed. Betrayed when, in fact, he had really done nothing wrong. When you look at it, he came in love. He came to share uh, a message of salvation. He came to uh, do things that we were unable to do on our own. He came and did significant things, yet here he is in the garden suffering based on the will of the Father because his purpose, his whole reason was to redeem us from sin and to reconcile us with the Father. And so he was made as the sacrificial lamb so that we could live. In that garden, he's crying. He's crying such that he said like drops of blood. Yet what drove him, see, that was his passion, but it was his purpose that drove him, that strong, uncontrollable emotion that he wrestled with in the garden. In fact, the garden experience was considered sheer agony. His words convey that agony. In Luke chapter 22, he says, Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And I like how he says, nevertheless, in other words, I realize this is your purpose for me. And yet, I'm this passion I'm pouring out that the possibility that I can just not go through this. However, what you want is what I want. That's what Jesus was saying, that we would gain that kind of confidence and faith in God that no matter how painful a situation is, that we could say, nevertheless, don't do what I want. I want to accomplish your will. And you know what God did in, in return? They said that an angel appeared to him from heaven to give him strength. Now, that's significant insight in that even when we've been, even when we've been given tough times or we have to go through tough times, God can send someone to help us, to stand with us, to hold us up in those times that get hard and there will be tough times. And it said, that verse went on to say in, in Luke twenty two forty four, 44, he says, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Usually when we are suffering, we don't necessarily pray earnestly. We find ourselves huddled in fear and uh, hoping that whatever the negativity we're going through will just, just escape and go away, but it doesn't. And the word said, his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling to the ground. Think of that kind of agony. Yeah, we may have experienced some tough stuff and tough times, but I dare say, even in my challenging times, and I've had some serious ones, I can't say that I've cried like drops of blood. I've felt pain and I've felt deep distress inside, but nothing like what Jesus was about to go through, especially knowing what he was about to go through. Jesus conveys a significant message in this text here. Uh, and we mustn't miss it. And that is, you can have purpose and passion, but that does not mean that your purpose and passion 
will be without pain or suffering. I think that was what I was seeking to understand versus can the two coexist? I think I found, yeah, they can coexist. We often think that being Christians equates to a life of ease, but that is so contrary to God's word. In fact, the book of James conveys this message that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. In other words, God and the world, <laughs> they don't go together. <laughs> Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. That's his word. And that's what, um, that can't be questioned or challenged. That is the truth. So how can this help us or you or me in today's world? Well, it should help, it should help us to understand our walk with God may not always be joyful or at peace, at least in the outside world, but on the inside world, in our spirit, in our soul, our soul that is the image of the living God, that is what should bring us reassurance that no matter what, if we are fulfilling God's purpose, that he's right there with us and that we will achieve what he has set in his will for us to achieve. And that's good news because even no matter what, in want or in, in lack or in, in great um, abundance, God is right there with us. He's going to help us. He's going to get us through. He's going to help us to accomplish his purpose. And that should be our driving passion. God's vision for the world is salvation for everyone. His great commission to us is to go out and make disciples, to make aware his plan of salvation. That's his vision. That's our purpose. And it is our strong and barely, it should be our strong and barely controllable desire to do his will. That should be what drives us to share his word whenever opportunity presents itself. And it shouldn't matter where we are. We don't have to just share God at church. There are many opportunities and places we can share him. We can share him in our homes with our children in the grocery store or wherever we are, at our doctor's office, or anytime you see someone struggling and suffering, share God, share that peace that you have that passes all understanding. Jesus wasn't concerned with what men might do to him. In fact, his father is the one who destined his purpose. It was his number one reason for existence, as it should be ours. And as Christ's followers, we have been called to be like him to be like him in love, to be like him in purpose, to be like him in action, and most of all, to be like him in sacrifice. God does have a plan for our lives, and we are called to faithfully heed his call by exercising obedience and trust. Can passion coexist with purpose? My answer is yes. Will it always be pleasant? My answer is unequivocally no, but because I am confident in the Lord our God who calls me to be, who calls us, calls me for his purpose, that his will will be accomplished and he, his spirit, will strengthen me so that I will be able to stand in the midst of adversity and or in lack. God knows what we need and he knows what he's called us to. I pray that you will understand that you too can walk in your purpose and you can walk in passion and you can have every confidence that God will be right there with you and he will enable you to accomplish his will and his plan 
because we never walk alone. God bless you. Look forward to talking with you next week. Take care.